0: Absolutely. And we were talking about this recently too, where like being at the age that we're at, where like, you're in your late twenties. I'm in my, I'm 30 wild. Um, late twenties, early thirties is like a weird time because I feel like 50% and, and maybe it's different for straight people. So please chime in 50% of my friend group is like doing very well. Owns a home is having baby. Number one is, has, is like a decade into their first career now. Like, you know, like is doing okay. And like money isn't a thing that they're very stressed or worried about. Not that anybody's like a bazillionaire, but like one dinner isn't gonna like blow the bank account. The other fifty percent of my friends are like still figuring it out, don't know really, you know, maybe a little directionless in their career, or like are doing a gig right now that they don't see themselves doing for very much longer, and like are very much living like paycheck to paycheck. Those those are both of my like no tea, no shade as we've discussed. Totally, I've been on both ends of that spectrum back and forth throughout my 20s you know so like there's nothing wrong with it but it's like it's important i think like it is also a generosity of the host to be cognizant when you are inviting someone if that might put them in an uncomfortable financial spot totally i also think the idea of the everything being equal
1: and getting everybody you know getting everything being equal all the time is a lot like One thing, if you need that because of the budget and where you're on your life, like 100 percent, I think on the other hand, there's like abundance mindset and there's like, you know, generosity mindset where it's not putting you in a terrible position to like do this and you know someone's going to get it back to you. Whereas I think, again, like with the 50 50 split, like I have a lot of friends that are 10 years older than me and like they're very generous towards me understanding where I am in my life and I try I participate as much as I can, you know, with what I have. Um, and then there are people that, you know, don't have the same priorities as me at all and are living super artistic or like very beautiful, like different types of lives that have different budgets than me. And I'm, and what's so cool though, is like, and the easy thing for like people that, you know, love the the group dinner or the lavish, you know, experience, like we'll go do that thing. But then it's like just going out and hanging out, like, at someone's house or in the park or like making art with, there's so many different ways to experience people and like hang out with people. And so like money doesn't have to be an object a lot of the time with that. Yeah. And so the easiest thing is to go, Oh, let's like grab drinks or grab dinner. And I find myself doing that all the time. And I've really had to kind of rewrite that in my head of like, before I just suggest that, because that's the easiest thing to do, especially in new Orleans. Is there a different way that I can experience this person and time with this person in an intentional way? that doesn't involve spending money
0: which is like better for my bank account I'm for not all in any way totally <laughs> in
1: a place where I should totally. be
0: even doing that you know I, as much I, as I am I do think too that like in the times in my life when like I have been earning less or like I have been on a strict budget for whatever reason either I'm not making a lot or I'm just saving up for something else big like it does require it is uncomfortable to have to tell someone like no I don't I don't think I've ever told someone no because I can't afford it I just be like sorry I can't make it but mm-hmm. I do think that like, you know. Uh, limitations breed creativity. So like, yeah, if you are limited on a budget or, you know, your friend is, and you're trying to invite them to do something fun, like you're going to have to be a little bit more creative about what that hang is, but like, we're all better for it. Like yeah. uh, great, amazing. And you're right. The easy thing is dinner and drinks, but fortunately for me, it's all I want to do, baby. <laughs> I live in a good city for it too. People are always like, there's nothing to do in new Orleans other than like eat and drink. And I'm like, is yeah, it's amazing. Yeah yeah, that's the whole, reason I'm here.
1: Yeah. I feel, well, what's so funny too, is I do think is staying positive about whatever, or like not being the victim of your own kind of, this is a circumstances. Weird, yeah. Like I, and I don't mean that to be like, because damn, 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 it's like, there is, you know, we can talk about class we can talk about like earnings and there's real stuff. So here. much fucked up shit that happens in new Orleans and the people that you work for and like whatever and what industries are even here to thrive in, in the first place. But, um, I think it is interesting, especially witnessing, you know, friends of mine that are going through these different periods. And it's like, I don't know. I think, I think we're both of the mindset of like, make, how do you make the most out of whatever situation you're in? Totally agree. And I think I'm pivoting the conversation from kind of that to like, I think it's like watching Kyle, who's like been in the, hospitality industry for a long time and has worked nights a lot and um he'd be grinding he's grinding and it's and it's a different lifestyle and it's and it I think it does you know you're on your feet for over 12 hours a day and you're running up and down stairs and like I do think it really takes a toll on one's mental health um and I think there's a lot of that you know out there and it's very interesting to like witness the person you love like going through difficult times you know and yeah. like you can't do anything about it yeah um are you feeling that <laughs> <laughs> definitely feeling that right now anything you um, wish to share well i think about that experience? i think it's interesting because it's like we're going through like real life adult shit and we're going through real life adult transitions and it's like and i think he like he has dealt with depression in the past like diagnosed you know so i and i you have as well oh yeah so I think you can speak to this more so as well. But I'm a ridiculously positive person. Like It's your worst quality. It's my worst quality.
0: But um, what I thought an was... An optimist for what? Like in I, this fucking world? I know. You're a fucking optimist? It's fucking I psychotic. I
1: can't stop it. But I think it's like the deep, deep search for solution and potential. Um, and I... And, I have lost hope, you know, I've and I have gotten way more cynical over the last like three years, I think you could say, which has made me much funnier as a person. Oh, thank
0: God. Thank God. I've been waiting.
1: But I really loved, like, and Kyle hasn't watched this with me yet, but I'm, because I don't know if he's ready, but <laughs> we watched the Stultz or yeah. st- whatever documentary with um, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's therapist. And it was like, what was really surprising to me, just about what we were talking about people before, like, and friends the first if you're like in a really deep hole of depression it's like the first tier of things to do is your body and it's like are you drinking water are you eating the right food are you are you moving it are you going to the gym like what what is it with your body that you could be doing to feel better and are then, you eating
0: are you sleeping like yeah, the basic how, human basic.
1: needs and i thought that the next tier would be like your mind like are you meditating are you like doing affirmations no the next tier is people and i was like What the fuck? And he was like, even getting lunch or dinner or sitting to have coffee or not even doing it, just going on a walk. Going to the grocery store. With another human being. Talking to the cashier. Is actually, even talking to someone that you don't like is better for you. And better for your mind than
0: siloing yourself we are monkeys literally like we are little human, monkeys and meant i was to like be in the fucking jungle yelling, monkeying around together i was
1: yelling about this to kyle because i was like because he works at it he works in this situation where like you're what you're getting breakfast with people after you got home at one yeah, o'clock in the morning the service
0: industry is fucking brutal. It's brutal
1: and or you're staying up really late with these people so he doesn't and like what are you doing when you're staying up super fucking late yeah, with someone you're fucking trash. up your
0: circadian rhythm and yeah. drinking
1: So it's good for your fucking
0: mental health. It's
1: just very interesting to watch because I'm like, oh my God, you know, the people thing is the thing that is missing there in that piece. And it's the second on this dude's tier, And then after that, it's like the mind and all that. But I was like, that is so crazy. And something that we need. And I think, you know, we're all kind of, we go through these periods of like having to crawl ourselves out of these really negative places. And I didn't realize that people... I always did that because I know I'm a people person and I can rely, I like call you or like I'll have my support system. You have a squad. i got a squad. But I was like, I didn't realize that that was such a universal need. But like, of course, we're like, we're human beings. That's what makes us human beings. It's,
0: you know, I I think we've, I mean, we've talked a lot about like mental health Mm -hmm. on this very pod. And I do feel like I've maybe been like, I don't think I've said really, what I've wanted to say a lot because it's such a touchy like it's such a weird topic and like everybody experiences it super differently and like my experience is gonna in like my opinion and my experience might be very different from yours and I would like I shudder to think that like I would give bad mental health advice or that like my own experience would like put someone in a bad place but I do think that like I have I've always been a person that has been really scared of pharmaceuticals um Mm -hmm. and like that has been a choice that I've like struggled with before like I have absolutely at times relied on Xanax when I needed to and like I have been I was put on buspar when I was in high school for a short time but I have really never gone on any long-term SSRIs for my depression um which probably would help me um to be fair like I'm not opposed to it entirely I think that for a lot of people it's like an incredible solution and like it's literally life-changing and like like keeps those people alive and like I support that obviously for myself I'm a little scared Mm. of medication and I think it is because of my woo-woo it's not that I'm like Mm. medicine is bad but to me I'm like depression is not the problem depression is a symptom okay like some like I'm depressed for a reason something is wrong with the world and I'm having to live in a fucked up world. Like, of course I'm depressed. I I think that, and I think Glennon Doyle has talked about that before where she's like, yeah, I'm fucked up. Look around. Yeah. Are y'all not like, are y'all cool with this? Like there are just some of us who are more sensitive in this life. I think I'm one of those. I think that we're also not like, like the modern world that we have created. None of us are biologically built or tailored for. I think some of us like tolerate it better than others. I tolerate it incredibly poorly and that makes me want to, you know, yeah, makes me want to <laughs> trigger a <rigorous> warning, <laughs> peace out, shall we say. Yeah. Um, but but I, like,
1: I really loved what you said when we were talking about one of um, your friends who like, yeah, is kind of experiencing a really negative or and I do think we all have these people in our lives where like they're incredibly privileged people and you're kind of like observing this hard time happening to a person who you're like, like from the outside looking in, you're like, oh, is it hard? Right. <laughs> Which is, like, you know, that doesn't invalidate anyone's experience. Like, everyone can have a hard time. It doesn't matter how much money you have or whatever. It turns out
0: you can be rich and be mentally fucked. Most of the time, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Those tend to actually go hand in hand.
1: So, but I think I really loved what you said whenever we were having our 16-hour-long hang on Saturday (laughs) um, about the, like, self-pride thing. Like, I had never really thought
0: about that before. Um,
1: And I want you to go on that tangent again.
0: I will. I you know, I come from a long line of mentally ill people and some of us who accept our mental illness, some of us who ignore our mental illness, but my sister, um, has been diagnosed with many things over the years, bipolar one, bipolar two, um, you know, depression, et cetera. And I remember like, you know, one time when I was much younger and she was much younger, like she was kind of in a bad spot and like, was becoming almost like agoraphobic, like wasn't leaving her house, like wasn't able to work. Um, And I remember my dad saying something like, well, yeah, like you're, if you don't do anything that you're proud of, you're not going to like yourself very much. Like I it doesn't surprise me that she's in this state. And at the time, I mean, especially because I was a teenager and going through my own shit, I was like, that's a shitty thing to say. Like right. what an asshole. And it wasn't until much later I grew up a little bit and I spent many more years dealing with and coping with and, you know, managing my own depression symptoms that I realized he was actually fucking right. Yeah. And by which I mean, if, if you are not doing things in your life that make you proud of yourself, then yeah, you're going to have a really bad self-esteem. Yeah. You're going to hate yourself. You're going to maybe want to peace out. You're going to not want to stick around you're going to everything's going to seem pretty fucking hopeless and so the answer to that is to do something that makes you proud of yourself that could be brushing your teeth that could be
1: like just clean your room like like, take the shower which i do i don't want to negate that that is when you're in such a it can feel impossible it feels totally impossible and we've all been there um but I think like even recently, I'm like, oh, my God, like I just keep skipping. I keep canceling the gym classes that I'm mm-hmm. like doing for myself and I'm prioritizing other things on top of it. And it's making me feel worse. It makes me feel 100%. worse about myself. Yeah. It makes me it doesn't help. Like, you know, it's so hard to just show up. You know what I mean? Um, God, and I don't know how to get to the, from that point of like, I do think you do have to feel it sometimes. And then one day you finally wake up because you're sick of your own bullshit and you're like. And you just clean the room or you just take the shower or you just do the work or you show up to the workout class
0: and you just execute it because you're like, okay, I'm, I'm over it. Well, I think like, I mean, and now we can really get into it here, but like, you know, there was, there was many years where I self-identified as a depressed person and as an anxious person. And I, on my own one day was like, you know what? I'm actually fucking sick of like that being the first thought that I think about myself and like, I think that's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like I, I almost lead with that when I'm meeting people or like talking to people and like how unfun to be around, like mm. how difficult for people in my life when all I want to talk about is like the worst parts of my brain,
1: mm. you know, that's interesting. I think it's it- like,
0: I, cha- I went from self-identifying that way to being like, I'm a person who feels depressed. I'm a person who feels anxious. I'm not an anxious person. I'm not a depressed person. Okay,
1: so on the psychology, which I do love, I do like the psychology, is like, you know, when you were talking to Mal, and Mal didn't like the gym, and you were like, you have to tell yourself that you love going to the gym. Yeah. Like, if you are like, I would like to be a different person, you have to literally change who you are as a person, and a lot of that is psyching yourself out with your fucking lizard brain. Yeah, but we like, have
0: stories about ourselves that are wrong.
1: Yeah, our stories are made up and they're just narratives that we tell ourselves and we can
0: change the narrative at any point. It's, it's. I know that there's going to be someone who's listening to this and they're going to be like, Pfft, like these fucking whack jobs. And look, all I'm going to say is it works. Period. It really does. Believe it or don't, I don't if fucking care. If you can care. get your mind set. I have the proof. I am living proof of it. That's all I need. It's the mind. It's like controlling and managing the mind. And And when I say that, like, let me tell you like it is like because I'm not taking medicine like it is a lot of work to keep my brain I know what kind of a brain I have and I know what it's prone to do yeah I have to do a lot of fucking day in and day out work to keep my brain healthy what are those things I must be hydrated I must get sleep I must I'm a person who needs like 10 hours of sleep yeah I don't need eight hours I need like a lot of sleep I'm privileged enough that I have a job and a life where I can do that I need to eat regular healthy meals. If you are eating like shit, guess what? You're going to feel like shit. (laughs) I don't care what, I'm not telling you to go on a diet. I'm saying make sure that your body is getting fat, carbohydrates, protein, and fiber. Mm -hmm. in whatever fucking iteration works for you. Yeah. You need to move this physical vessel. You need to get sunshine into your eyeballs. Like these are it's basic, basic shit. Things. It's the
1: first tier. And guess what? When,
0: when I slip on any of those, like some people can get away with running rough shod, not me. Oh no, baby! If I'm dehydrated, I'm a bitch. If I'm not sleeping, I'm a bitch. If I, you know, like literally, like and then like a bitch, like worse. I'm horrible to be around, and I start mentally spiraling. And if I'm not feeding myself well, if I'm not, if I'm not taking time for myself, if I'm not, if I'm over scheduling myself mm-hmm. both either with work or with social stuff I'm going to feel like shit it's it's not actually that difficult of a formula but
1: it is <laughs> no I mean it that is. stuff is it's so... easy to say and it's I also, hard in practice the thing that I also am thinking about lately and I haven't come up with a solution or a thought here so maybe everyone else can but um I've been really been like the only way that you get motivated about any of that stuff because like why like I think the biggest question I and especially when you're in a negative you have to want it but like why like why do you want it so like yeah you want it but like why and i I want to stick around
0: okay well i love that you know like i want to be here like i have things to do
1: so we can dig deeper in that because like it leads to i have things to do what things you have to do like what do you see for yourself whatever and that probably when we dig deep enough becomes your why totally and i don't think i'm like oh i don't know what my why like and your why changes which is why this is so hard because you'll achieve the why or you like get somewhere and then you have to like re-figure out what the why is and I think I'm in a place where I'm like oh I have to do some journaling and some deep thought practice and figure that out because when you when you quiet yourself and when you start skipping out on that that stuff it's like but why am I doing it yeah you know like why am
0: I staying hydrated why, why do I want to stick around? Well, Ashley's never been hydrated for one moment of her no, life, not at to be all. fair. But I think that, like, I, well, this is, now we're kind of getting into, like, rent education. That's very true. Like, and you know, big fan over here. And I still need to complete the course. Y- I'm telling you. I know. I mean, look, I know. look, look! look. I, it doesn't matter. It's it's one of those things. Like the the when the work finds you and you're ready the for work it, will come when it'll it, be you're ready for the work. But I will I will literally tell you to anybody that's listening. And yes, they're Ashley's client, and yes, they're my client. Um, Renaissance Education, but they're amazing, incredible work, ontologically focused. The it is a wellness course that basically finds the language about. Everything. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. It's like it, it It. puts into words things that we often do not put into words. And for me in the way that my brain works, which like I'm an English and, you know, like that's the side of the brain. What side is that? The right side? The left side? I don't fucking know. But right words side? mean everything to me. Like I'm a journalism major. I'm a writer. Like you want things I, to be explained. I need things to be. Yes, I need things to be explained. And it helps me to understand the world because so much and this is a Rened term, but like they talk about like articulation, and like there's so much that goes around on around us that we do not have the words to articulate, and so it feels very big and scary. But to articulate it is to like at least shine some kind of light on the thing. Yeah, I'll say about depression, like specifically, like Ren-Ed and their course, literally changed my life in mm-hmm. terms of depression, and in in articulating their difference between depression and suicidal depression. Yeah. I If I had found that at 15 years old, my life would have been very fucking different. So, you know, we're always, we are truth seekers. We are always people looking for what works for yeah. us. And I will tell you that that really worked for me. And they're not paying me to say that at all.
1: No, we love them. And the course material is really great at helping you understand like the distinctions in your life and like what your life in a really, I think it's great because the more you, the more that I talk to people about this, it's like, Oh, you're really good at compartmentalizing. And I think the more that people are good at compartmentalizing, actually the
0: more functional that they are. Because you are providing your life, a structure that those of us who cannot compartmentalize have no way to do. And the structure is needed
1: because there is just so much that we in this modern world are dealing with, engaging with, interacting with, and then, you know, needing to manage on a day to day basis. And so, yeah, I mean, I think we would recommend it to anybody. And I'm
0: still going through it because it's, I think it's work, it's hard work. It's a doozy. And that's the thing, like, that's the other thing it's I don't know how to tell someone who's in the worst of it like that they're worth it and that it's that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that like their brain is fucked up <laughs> yeah. I'm like like I don't like I don't know how to be like hey your brain is lying to you and it's not right and it's not functioning and it's not functioning correctly because of a combination of trauma and probably chemicals. and chemicals yeah but like and I'm not saying that like I'm not saying that everybody, that that would work for everybody or that everybody can just like cure the depression if they want to. But I will say that there's a helplessness that comes with being a depressed person. That is a lie that your depressed brain is telling you that you're fucking helpless and you're not. I think people also do not realize that like their own health, happiness and well-being in this world is up to them. It is up to them. Yeah. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility.
1: It's not your fault. I know that you don't know things that
0: you that your parents fucked you up. But it's your responsibility to fix it. It is your responsibility to unpack that shit and to fix it for yourself, or don't. I don't care.
1: (laughs) But like, do you want to be miserable? Yeah, I think that's where I get because you know how I oh I know how you are and I'm so impatient. I can see you getting fired up right now. But like, where I get is kind of like, how do you want to feel? And I don't think that again, like you're fighting against a lot of things that you don't have control over. And I'm not saying that it's easy. But I think that the only thing that motivates me is that when I get so sick and tired of feeling so shitty and I'm like, no, I want to feel good. Like that's the moment that I actually have that movement actually happens in other areas of my life. I think with work, because money is something that we need to live <laughs> in this world, Ew. Um, which is gross. But like and then also I think that comes from like parental advisement like work is never difficult for me to go execute i know that if i put an input i'll get an output it's not it's kind of like a formula that's guaranteed whereas i feel like everything else is not guaranteed to personal me.
0: work is not a guarantee it isn't and
1: it's not linear
0: no it's not but
1: i think it has been for me yeah and so i know you've seen results that it's reliable yeah. and that i've seen results from it whereas i think you know working out it takes like six months like you it just everything else takes a long time to see results from
0: and again i'm so impatient you haven't clicked on your body stuff yet no it hasn't come like i can see that like it's a piece that's missing for you and yeah you're but i do see you like searching for it but like the right thing will come along and it will like click for you
1: yeah and i'm excited for that and i do think it's going to come with like a change of pace with career and a different balance and and routine in my day-to-day yeah speaking of your day-to-day what's new with ganza There's a lot that's going on, Um, and we're going through a shift as well, like, in regards to this new year. Do you feel like sharing? I will share. A little? Um, So, basically, I spent, like, all of Christmas and December, like, feeling really depressed. (laughs) Speaking of depression. Speaking of depression. That's called um, a callback in comedy. We just, I was, like, very not okay, and I was like, we, we were supposed to grow a certain amount, and then at the end of the year um you know projects just kind of kept getting longer and longer and like things weren't going to finish on time and so we didn't finish at the rate that I thought we were and that's okay but it was kind of like we only grew like a certain percent which was not what we were expecting um and it's still Charlotte and I and we have a designer that we hired that's amazing and part time and i'm doing a lot of admin financial project management work at this time things that you do not need to be doing Things i don't need to be doing things i don't like to do things i'm not incredible at um and not that much of my time is being spent doing what i am good at which is like the copywriting the art direction the like kind of concepting future planning etc um and charlotte is doing what she's good at and what she loves which is the design part now is that is do we want to get to a place where maybe we have more support there? For sure. But I think most of the time she is doing what she loves to do. And she's incredibly capable. And she's so talented at it. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, we can't just have another year like we just had. And I'm looking ahead and I'm like, I don't know how we're going to not. like. I can't spend time in other cities networking. This is a long game. The services we offer are a big investment. People need to be following us for a long time or have known about us for a long time or be looking for that stuff. And we are recommended by a trusted person whenever they make this decision. And that's a lot of hands-on and like time investment. Time on investment. Your end. And it's a long game. So it's not like what we put in now is gonna be a direct kind of, you know, result. And and so I'm looking at our sales projections and our leads and I'm like, I don't know how we're gonna make, I don't know how we're gonna grow the way that I want us to grow. And so we had to have a really intense conversation about like, what are we doing?
0: Yeah, y'all are like three years
1: into this, what, right? And what can we
0: afford to do?
1: And yeah. we're three years in. And like, what's the next phase? So we brought on this guy, Tim, who's amazing. And is this... Um, finance guy who like wanted to leave his job he's a good friend of ours and he's worked in the finance world for a long time and he was going to provide bookkeeping controller and stand-in CFO services for small businesses and so he has like come in since he launched like within a month he was able to like leave his full-time job which is fucking amazing and he has like a bunch of you know I think small I need, business clients I need Tim you need Tim i needs Tim. I'm scared. Cause no, I don't. I'm not ready for what Tim's gonna tell <laughs> he's me. He's amazing. Um, he's not gonna do your taxes. He's not uh, you know, he doesn't do that.
0: But no, but he's like your services aren't making you fucking money. Exactly. Like yeah, he,
1: he kind of like you know just went through all of our P and Ls, which is a profit and loss statement, and like he's like you're spending, which was very
0: cool because like you you're know, so corporate, so corporate. I love when you talk corporate to me. We're using.
1: You love little lingo. Lingos. You love jargon. It's so gross. It's just easier. Whatever. So he but what's cool was I think Charlotte and I have had this kind of argument for a long time where like, you know, she is a designer. So she wants everything to be as perfect and as beautiful as possible. So do I. But I'm also kind of like if someone's paying us X amount of dollars for a website,
0: there's only so many hours we that we can spend. Only spend so many hours. Yeah.
1: And it will be lovely. Will it be everything that you want it to be? Like maybe not you. Will it be perfect for that client?
0: Yes. Yeah, baby.
1: Yeah, baby. And so I think like we've had that argument back and forth for a long time. And then having Tim involved where he's like, if someone pays you X amount of dollars, you literally cannot spend more than this amount of hours on this. Just from like a literal Or you are losing money business perspective. Correct. And it's nice to have that support and I think it's nice to have, you know that may be being explained in a different way than I've explained it before to where Charlotte's like, oh, shit. And we're like, mm, yeah, like, how are we, like, because you're is looking at salary, the literal dollars you know I mean? and cents of it all. <laughs> and, like, you're buying a house and, like, you want to have a kid. And, like, how are we going to support that as we grow if we're not growing at a certain rate to meet the needs of us? Because, like, we're not making, you know, transparency-wise, like, a t- like, we're really not making that much money right now. You're covering shit, but you're not where you want to be. We're not where we want to be. So I was like, okay, in December, I'm like, what do we do? And this is also a thing about being a business owner and a founder and like, how are you problem solving? And so for me, I was like, wouldn't it make sense if I'm really good at sales and I'm really good at making relationships with people and the business can't necessarily support me doing that? There's no reason or excuse for the business to pay me to go try to do this because if if this business existed on its own, it would be like Charlotte and I would be contracted. Right. Right. Like in reality. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, what do we do? And the thought was, what if I got a job that would allow me to keep Ganza? Obviously we're not leaving. We're not going anywhere. This is the long haul, but that would allow me to keep this. And they would pay for me to go to different cities. And we really want to get business out of louisiana and get some really really big ticket clientele which we think are in some major cities outside of louisiana and so we're like okay can we go outside and they front that bill and then i you know am you benefit benefiting from that by them knowing me right and that's kind of how the sales process has worked with the relationships that i've cultivated since i've been born and raised in new orleans my whole
0: life we're also both like lucky and in the position where like and by now, y'all three years into this business, and me like only recently like we're working with the people that we want to work with already. Oh my in New god! Orleans. Yeah, like, like we're we have the dream New Orleans clients We've been
1: so incredibly blessed, and like everyone that has taken a chance on us, we're like so grateful for. And we do feel like you know we did the thing that we set out to yeah, like do. Yeah, at some here. point you've done it, and we want to remain here. We want to like employ people here. We want to do really cool shit here, but. I do think that there's a lot of opportunity in other places that will also help legitimize it as a agency on the same level as these like global or like well, it's the way national that you're going to scale. Exactly. We need to scale. So it was like, okay, that took a lot of convincing. That was some, a lot of hard conversations between Charlotte and myself and, you know, just to be, Transparent about that. Like, you know, I think when you come to someone with this information and to me, I'm like, oh, this is how we're going to scale the business and we can hire a project manager and that person is going to really cater to everything that you need to execute a project correctly. The things that I miss out, the things that I miss are the things that I fuck up on a day to day basis, like are going to be solved potentially by this role. And so then we're going to function more efficiently and we're going to save hours. And we're going to save money by doing that. And, and we, that time
0: that you're saving you a lot to getting more, more fucking business, yeah,
1: more business, like getting done faster, redistributing my salary. I make a commission, like, let's figure this out and make this business more profitable and grow this business and grow the brand awareness of the, the business. The math has to math. And the math has to math. So I wasn't scared about that, but I do think I move really quickly in my brain. And so having to communicate that to a person that maybe doesn't
0: agree with you, like that was a really like... What she's saying is that Charlotte is slow in the brain. No. And, um, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we just think about things differently and I do think it's scary for like your business partner to be like, I'm going to get a job. Yeah, I'm actually shitting my pants. For you know sure. what I mean? Like that's so scary. We're both in our like get a job era. Ew. But it's like, you know, and we talked to Tim about it and I was like, can you run like it wasn't a guarantee? It was like, this is an idea. This is a solution that we have. Um an option to- on the table. It is an option on the table. Cause we could do what we we're doing before, but that isn't really gonna do anything new for us. So there is a job on the table that would basically my responsibility would be to travel around to these different cities, make relationships with people, throw parties and that
0: would be the job. <laughs> She's smiling because we're both realizing like how fucking stupid we are. Like it's so Who
1: let us do this? But like that would be the job and we I'd be making it. a salary and that would you know what I mean and then it's like we're funneling shit right. like the more people we know it's just better. So I'm like, you know, hopefully that works out. We'll finding out. It, it solves a money not problem. It solves
0: a it, solve, it solves a lot of problems. It solves a
1: lot of problems in theory if it, it works. It may not work out and so that's like a very real thing but I think what I'm trying to communicate is that, like, even though, you know, the entrepreneurship life is really difficult and there's so many risks involved, and, you know, you make a plan, a part of being a founder is being a problem solver and understanding where opportunity is. And I think we've had a lot of conversations of, like, oh, this isn't a typical path. And I'm like, well, like, why wouldn't we explore something that could ultimately
0: just be like the best thing that ever happened to us? You and I, like, you are a little bit less risk averse than even me. But I think we are both, like, not risk averse at all. Like, we're willing to, like, We're doing whatever. We're going to fuck around and find out. We're going to fuck
1: around and find out. Because I think it's like, okay, now we're going to be able to hire. Like, we're in the final interview rounds for the project manager. And it's like, Charlotte's like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. I'm like, it's going to be amazing. Like, this is all going to be amazing. Like, it really will be. And it's going to make our lives more efficient and more joyful and like and less bring stressed another person we to grow the team yeah. like we, we're doing everything that we want and all that has to happen is that like I get my bills paid by somebody else and I make commission and then like hopefully we're making so much business in a year that I come back on full-time like you know what I mean like totally. there's only positivity that can come from this and and so I think that's what that's like our plan and we haven't you know we're telling people we're looking for a project manager we're kind of talking about it until the opportunity is solidified I don't think we're like I don't think we're, like, ever, like, announcing anything because it's not like I'm going anywhere. It's just that, like, I'm going to be managing yeah. a couple of different situations at once.
0: I think I appreciate you sharing that. And I think, like, it is something that w- you and I talk about a lot. And what we talk about is how few people are talking about that. And, like, by which I mean, like, it, it is hard. It is hard. Yeah. Like, I think it looks, maybe from the outside, it can look very, like, glamorous. Like, I mean... <laughs> You were making fun of me earlier for, like, all the, you know, going to the park and, like, whatever. Yeah, but then but like, you're like, I'm it, only making this much money. I have to right. like chase
1: everybody for my bills. Correct. am like, Correct. oh, my God. There's a
0: trade-off. Or, as I like to say, there's a shit sandwich. It's always a, what sandwich do you want to eat? Which, you're going to eat a shit sandwich if you're employed. Which one do you want to eat? You're going to be eating one. And so, I think for or the Or even self, like Lou would say, if you're not going to work for the money, you're going to have to work for the money. I don't even know what that means. It, it means that if me. you marry rich, Oh, you're going to be working. <laughs> you're going to be working for the money. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And I think like neither of us, um, Oh my God. Have no. any designs on that. Uh, we, we, we I would love winners. to do that,
1: but I really don't think that I f- actually possibly could ever do that.
0: I think I like had a couple of chances to do that. And they passed me by, you know? Yeah. Um, speaking of partners past, Oh my God. Speaking of fucking ghosts of Christmas past. Jesus Christ. Can we? Okay. Update. Mm-hmm. I feel so salacious saying this, but it's, like, fine. It really is fine. Do we remember leg tats? Leg tats? Do you remember the person that I was dating for a while? I mean, I remember. Many years ago now? Wow. Years ago. Years ago. Yeah. Pre-COVID. Uh, Pre-COVID. Um, Leg tats? got married this weekend and i found out about it and saw it because a wedding photographer that i'm friends with and follow shot the wedding apparently i know a lot of people that know this person you do
1: yeah so everyone was at the wedding oh yeah it was like at my friend's farm
0: yeah the stories were storying we were seeing a lot we were were learning a lot and um that is a difficult thing like obviously like in the end like I'm the one that called it quits on that relationship and I'm very happy that I did for many reasons I'm obviously very happily engaged to a whole other bitch now but there is something about there's something weird and like wistful and nostalgic about an ex an ex and like not, not just like seeing them but like seeing them move on in some way in a new relationship even having kids like It's a weird feeling. It's like I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. I'm like, wow, I'm really happy that Leg Tats has found someone to be married to forever. I was very nervous in that relationship that that person was going to be me. I think that they, they were very ready. Yeah, for that. To be married. And I think that I was not ever thinking that I was going to be married. Plot twist. But, you know, you know when you're not, you know when that's not the person for you forever. And I'm really happy that Leg Tats has found someone that they want to be with forever.
1: But I do think it's like a weird, it's like watching the life that you could have led. Yes. And I think that's the weirdest part about it. It's almost like a little, there's a quote and I won't, again, I don't retain anything so I can't remember it. She's going to loosely interpret the quote. It's basically (laughs) like every uh, opportunity of your life is like a little death, you know? And so... It's there, grief. There's grief. There's there. a grief there in a weird way of like, oh, that would have been really lovely in its own way. Yeah. And if that would have satisfied me and I would have stayed, then it, that
0: would be me. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. It's like almost seeing yourself in that role and like how you would have felt like like how would I have felt if that were my circumstance and like not good. No. And maybe that's what makes it weird, too, where you yeah. see you see
1: the thing that you were unsatisfied with continue on with another person who is satisfied
0: by it and it's maybe a little confusing yeah you're like oh that someone else wanted that and signed up for it and was really happy about it it's you know what and we've talked about this on saturday but i'll bring it to this conversation too like i think for me also i'm like damn like i'm the villain in that story you are you know and like and like it's hard like in life you are going to be the villain in someone else's story but also like you have villains in your story and it honestly gives me like weird empathy for like my like big ex like the xx mm-hmm. who we like never refer to on this podcast but like this might be the first time that we're actually bringing her up which is crazy but like I even think like damn like maybe in some ways she's the villain in my story but like me being the villain in someone else's story I know how unfair that feels well there's two sides to everything so It's my truth, and it's her truth, and it's all of our truths, and there is a nugget there that we probably all agree on, and the rest is...
1: Yeah, it's, like, whatever. Yeah. So, But I think I feel the same way about, you know, with leg tats, too. It's, like, you're... The way that we think about the thing about our exes is, like, from still we are the main character whereas like Oof. they're the main character in their life and like Oof. fuck us we're got we're over it's done you know what I mean so it really doesn't matter yeah you know and I think I think for but each of us that are listening and speaking we are living our own lives and so we are the main character of our own lives and so we are gonna have a feeling about yeah. the ex that we were with for a long time moving on getting engaged getting married having babies even just dating somebody else you know and you're like that could have been me and you're gonna spin this whole narrative because that's what our brains do and that's okay
0: but it is i I think it's not something that we can avoid either it's it's such a weird feeling of like yearning and then it's also like dang that didn't work out and then it's also like damn i dodged a bullet and then it's like like it's so many conflicting feelings Yeah. yeah
1: i mean it's a life that you could have lived it's a little death and it's and i think what's so cool is the reminder of like I dodged a bullet yeah because that's really true I think it's really easy for us to go oh wouldn't have that been just easy and nice yeah. wouldn't it have just been easy and, and nice because we're dealing with our own problems now and yes. we kind of forget the super negative aspects of the day-to-day in yeah. and out of why that relationship wasn't working
0: and, and this is like not an indictment of leg tats by the way like like that relationship you were the villain I was (laughs) yeah I mean and like that relationship wasn't working for many reasons for me and was not right for me for many reasons and like honestly much of my feelings about that looking back like I literally don't have memory of much of that time and I'm like I was still like very deeply in my like shit in my trauma and like I was not showing up as my best self I was not showing up as a person that was actually like really available to emotionally connect or to even like put in the work that Mm -hmm. that relationship or any relationship would take. So I recognize that. And like, yeah, I probably definitely was the villain, literally. But also things work out the way that they're meant to work out for a reason. Like, thank God. And like oh look my how God, happy yeah. like had like oh they're you know so I mean? happy. Like, to see that photo like to see those photos and like how cute their wedding was and like how cute like the the spouse is. Like I mean it's just like cute. It looks very cute. And like they seemed they like everybody at the wedding seemed very happy and I'm like dang like I would have I know that if that had been my fucking wedding I would have been throwing up all morning like because in my body I would have known that it was not right for me so yeah. like there's so many weird feelings about it. it it's it has sat with me more than I expected it to this week
1: I um uh, my ex is dating someone new and has been for a bit And I don't
0: know if we've talked about that at all. You and I have, but we have not talked about it on here.
1: And I didn't, I don't really have any, you know, I think it's, I think it's, I felt the same way. Like I was like, oh, and then, but like they go kayaking and they go camping and like, this is an outdoors person. And so I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it just makes, (laughs) it never made sense (laughs) for you. It never made sense. And this makes sense. And like, so that's why I didn't, I was like, yeah,
0: like, of course. It's like that Leo meme like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like cheering, like yeah, that's it's kind like of the feeling. it's like it's like you want to be I'm like, Leonardo cheers. DiCaprio, like yeah, of yeah. course, yeah, you're
1: cheersing. of course. And so like super happy for him, um, of course, and want everything to be beautiful and lovely, and it makes so much sense. I do think you're like I I struggled for a long time about how that would have never been me, you know what I mean? And like never, you know, like when when you're almost like I wanted it to be me. You wanted to be the kind of girl that wanted you that. You wanted to be the kind of girl that could be that. You wanted to be that girl. Oh. You know what I mean? And I'm not. I'm You're not that girl. the coolest girl ever. I know, but I do think that every single one of us feels that sometimes. Totally. Where we're like, oh, I wish I was that A different girl. different version of
0: me would be happy would with be this. Would be happy with this. Would and be grateful. also would be
1: loved by this person. And like, this would have worked if I was that girl. And I'm not. And like, am I okay with being this girl I think that's what
0: it did for me that's beautiful
1: and I had to really come to terms with the fact of me and then it was really validating when like I met Kyle and Kyle's across from me and he's like I love he's like validating everything about me that this other person you know would not have appreciated
0: and and he yes I was about to say that like Honestly, Kyle is not too dissimilar. No, we're f- so similar. Not from you, from the ex. Oh, well, that too. But in a way that like you don't feel like you're... You, it seems like he appreciates the things about y'all that are different and like is tickled by them. Tickled. Absolutely and isn't, like, adores them. And
1: also we are very similar.
0: Yeah. Like I think he's similar to my
1: ex in all of the ways that made me love my ex and is similar to me in the ways that we vibe and click and enjoy the same things and so it's like the
0: perfect kind of like (laughs) mixture in a way i think it does need to be said and i don't think we've really articulated this kyle is very hot so sexy
1: that's a good looking he's a good looking dude god yeah
0: like every time you post a picture of him i'm in your dms i'm like um okay i know i mean i but I can't, I have lever rising, like I can't date someone ugly. No, and, and I think like, I think we should really like, you know, um, press into the listener and let them know that like, for me to say that a man is good looking, f- like, I, she hates men. I do. I have like, I have no horse in the race, truly. Mm-hmm. But um, like, imagine if I had to pretend to like, be like, think that your man was cute. Ew, No. It's my I'm, worst nightmare it
1: before it's my worst nightmare. Oh my
0: fucking God. You know, you've pulled some real fucking uggos out of the hat and I've had to well, really be like, okay, like <laughs> I've had to accept that. Like you're the cute one in the relationship, but like, it's really fun for you to be with someone who is like also like you're very hot. He's very hot. Like y'all just like a very hot couple. It feels, um, sexy all around. Yeah. Y'all are a sexy couple. It feels good. But
1: yeah, I will say you have to become okay with being this girl, you know, God, I don't.
0: Oh fuck, I struggle with that. I think I love myself. I don't know.
1: I think you do, but I mean, I think that no, I think you really love yourself. <laughs> and I think, and I think you're you are very confident in yourself in a lot of ways, and yeah. I do think that that can get you in trouble sometimes.
0: Wow. Um, yeah, it's hard. It, it's you know, it's hard um, to be me. It you know, I, I always say like. I did not like start a business because I am like an entrepreneur or because I'm like really good at it or because I'm like special. I started a business because I'm unemployable and because I find it difficult to take direction from anybody because I am the smartest, best girl with all of the smartest, best ideas. And everybody should listen to me and pay me for that. Are you having some
1: well And now we're
0: employed so Uh uh-huh uh-huh so like it's been an adjustment it's been an adjustment it's been an adjustment and it's it's hard for me because i mean you know maybe we should talk about the email (laughs) let's talk about it i am okay so i i was brought on i was brought on to this team to you know, my, my role is executive assistant. That is not my job pretty much at all. Um, my job is to be the first hire and to figure out what my job is and what other jobs there are so that we can hire and like grow this thing and grow this team, which is very exciting and very fun for me. And Huge. like, I love it. Like every day is different. I'm, I'm having a freaking blast and I'm, and it's good for and me. We're to be, learning. It's good for me to be bad at things. Yeah, you know, we're learning new things. So, I compose this email. I run it past my bosses. The email, in my mind, is, is perfect, clear, concise, professional, a touch of warmth. I'm, a, I am a Southern girl after all. And I bring this email f- forward to be, you know, to. For, for feedback i'm like is this an okay email for me to send to this person for for this circumstance and the feedback that i received is sh- shocked me to my core because it's feedback that you receive pretty frequently on your emails
1: <laughs> which <laughs> but like we know i'm
0: a bitch yeah so. like no you're a fucking bitch in your yeah, emails yeah. like you scare me your emails like, are look, terrifying this, this is what we fucking need okay you are like down to the brass tacks kind of gal on the email i'm a man i feel like i'm quite floral in my emails like I'm quite flowery you do you're like I'm like girlfriend
1: and I'm like I need the thing I'm like Bye hi queen
0: tomorrow <laughs> thanks I'm like listen girly pop if you can't get it to me <laughs> like no biggie you know like I feel like I'm very chill I'm just in I'm sure. email. I'm like I am a rich man I I but I what I'm saying is like I have had to like Write an email, and then like, as a young woman in business, reread that email and like, delete the exclamation point. Delete some exclamation points. Like, you know, try not to like be like, hey, like, just like remove the justs. Like, fuck, just yeah. checking in. Instead, I'm like, I'm checking in. So like, and as a as a young woman, and as a business owner who like pr- prior to my full time employment, I have had to come off very strong, author authoritative knowledgeable professional whatever I composed an email that I thought was great the feedback that I got on this email was like haha um yeah we don't want to like pitbull um (laughs) we don't want to like be like a pitbull to people and I was like oh my god did I like Like, how rude was this email yeah like do I have no fucking self-awareness and like as I reread it I was like okay okay like an email from a man in this world is, like, maybe actually needs some softening, whereas an email from a woman in this world maybe needs a little bit of the pit bull. Yeah. So it actually, like, brought up a really great conversation between me and my new employers about just sort of, like, I am going to do things differently from y'all for many reasons, because I'm a woman and because I'm not you. Yeah. You know? And um, it, it really just, like, brings up the question of, like, you know, when you're representing someone else, how do you speak? And like, is it fair for someone to ask you to be different, different? Yeah. And I had thoughts about this. I, you did. And I would love to hear them. Well, I was
1: like, you know, if, if two people who have run their business for seven years are asking someone else to come along and represent their business, then you do need to adopt their language and that will take some time. So they will need to coach you on how you kind of write your emails, et cetera, And the fact, right, which is why
0: I asked for feedback
1: totally in the first place, and I do think taking the time to do that with an individual does mean that they care, does mean they're investing in their brand, and does mean that they want you to learn so that you can set the tone for anyone else that's coming on board, which I think is amazing. That's exactly what it was, and it does take some learning, like one hundred percent. I do think, however, there it's like it's like this is the vibe, here's the brief, go execute the brief, we're fine, and then there's micromanaging. Yeah, and I think what we're afraid of and what maybe is triggering we are very ruffled by any um (laughs) the micromanaging of being micromanaged is very scary and so that is where i think it gets complicated because you're like okay is this just a teachable moment or is this micromanaging
0: i think in the moment i felt micromanaged i think now i look at it and i'm like like i i think the email was completely fine I have in emails after like I have since been even more effusive. warm yeah, yeah. complimentary um which question is like anno- mark which like, is like annoying but I do think it is
1: it's funny it's, we it's a sale it's a sell it's a sell situation it's like a sales gig yeah you know what I mean like putting a question mark versus a complete I hate Direct a qu- yeah. sentence. I hate a question mark. Is just oh my god a fucking
0: choice. No, this came up. This came up because like one of the things that got changed was like an, a question mark compared to like a declarative sentence. And I was like, I was like, I think it makes us look weak. Mm. And again, I'm coming from my perspective as like a young lady who often works with people who are older than oh me, my god, and like, I have a different opinion, right? So like, the, the, there was like a question mark added that was like, if that's okay with you question mark which i fucking you hate, hate. so See, like in I, my, oh my original God. sentence was like if that works for you period. period
1: to me i'm like if that works for you because it will work for you saying that makes the other person feel like they they're in control the thing is it seems bowmen are smart as fuck and manipulative
0: <laughs> well no what it is is this and actually the the conversation came full circle and and they, they, Made a really good point that I hadn't considered, and and is something that I need to consider as a leader now. Totally, like, I'm a leader now. Totally, like, I'm going to have a team; they are going to answer to me. I need to think about that and how I how I come across. My relationships as a business owner prior to like the relationship, like prior to being employed, like fighting is that like I'm deal. I am the person wanting the check, and you're advocating for your legitimacy, and I all have to times. advocate for myself at every minute, or I'm getting fucked. Yeah. That is not the dynamic of the no. person that I was emailing with. Oh it was God. a person that we might bring on for some contract work. And so I'm the person in this, in this moment, cutting the check. I'm, the, I'm the person offering be, the opportunity You have to be Im- amenable uh, Exactly. And I need to be kinder. I need, you know, so like I'm coming from this angle of like, I'm going to hardball them. Like I'm going to mm. like, I need to get their lowest price. I need to get their availability. I need to like make it clear to them what we're, our expectations are. Yeah. And, I am not in that Dead position wrong. anymore. I, yeah. the, the role is a flip. a kind of total power flip. And in fact, I need to kind of... Yeah, know?
1: I love this space. And I think... So I said earlier, I was like, they're really manip- manipulative. I don't think that in a negative way. I do think when you understand the psychology of people and you understand the relationship dynamic between like contractor and contractee, employer, employee, um, partner to collaborator like all these different kind of roles and you do have to adjust your language for each of those types of relationships and so saying if that works for you period versus if that works for you question mark I always lead with soft no you don't (laughs) not unless someone's trying to like you know what I mean like not unless it's like hardball but I do think I think you'd be surprised in my normal day to day account yeah. management. I think maybe you're always, you
0: only tell me about
1: the bad ones. So yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm only coming to you when I'm panicking because I was like too like, hard with I was, somebody. Yeah, You're like,
0: I was <laughs> I'm, like, pit I pit really bull. fucked
1: up. I was a pit bull. But like most of the time, I think I'm asking a question. I'm like, if mm, mm, just like the vibe is very like shoulders to the ears, like, do you think that it would work? And I don't do that because of weakness. I do that because it does make the other individual feel like they're in control. They are in power that we are. Flexible I don't like to their that. needs. And you don't like that. <laughs> but I think that's important. I do think that's important, especially like when we are flexible to the person's needs. Yeah. And you do have to point out their options to them. Correct. And the options have to be very clear and concise and can sometimes sound really intense, especially coming from me. Right. So when I lay out everything and the options, the limited options that someone has in a really clear, concise, intense way, I have to follow that up with like, really down for whatever you're into though. Yeah, whatever like whatever you
0: want. You want. because i'm not trying to be intense it's just like here's three solutions that we have and i think like again you and i both the like we're nice people like we're nice we're fun to be around like and, and we get shit done and i think that like we also like it's a conversation that i think we've both had in our own businesses and since we've been working together which has been in college which is like how do we get taken seriously and i think we've had to edit our language to be taken more seriously and we've had to be specific about like how we appear when, we have
1: had to cold pitch ourselves like right, we had to like,
0: act like raw people, dog fucking entrepreneur dudes also like a lot of the time the people who are cutting our checks are like older than us and don't know what the fuck we do or yeah. what the fuck we're talking don't understand about anything. and don't care so that puts us at, at a disadvantage. And so we have to almost like defend ourselves or defend our pricing or defend like our services. And so it is a very different experience for me. And I think it was um I think I was like very not like very, like it was really like a funny moment. Like I wasn't genuinely upset, but I was just like, man, like I have never been got I've never been given that feedback before that like mm-hmm. I that I came across any type of way in an email. And in fact, maybe any of the feedback that I have gotten was like you could have gone harder in that email Mm, like you're mm -hmm. being a little bit too delicate so it was crazy to feel the opposite but also I'm in a different position now and yeah I and you have to like we have to like learn the ways of the brand of the brand of the brand and I get to the cool thing is like I get to define some of that yeah that's so fun and like no matter how many exclamation points are asked of me I won't do it so we're gonna have to find (laughs) another way it's it, it really wasn't that I'm the being funny. points
1: are important but that's what's so I mean I remember even as a woman talking to another woman in college when I worked for you yeah Sydney was my boss at one point. And, uh, we were playing an event and I sent something back that was like a direct question and we were like back and forth via email pretty quickly. So I didn't think it was weird to like, not be like, hi, how was your day today? Blah, 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 blah. How's your mama in And him? then like, then ask the question and then be like, whatever you want best, Ashley. Like I literally was like, so what time do you want to set up? Like I just, like we were talking and that person like reported me to you or something.
0: I don't have any memory of this, but I, I would believe it. They like
1: reported me to somebody and then it got to be this like whole drama and they were like, you're
0: really rude via email. And I was like, well, I literally we,
1: just asked someone a question. We
0: could name right now 10 instances in the last 10 years of someone telling you to you or to me that you were rude at email. Yeah. This is like a, this is, it's constant. That's why I don't think about it for me at all. Because I'm like, wait, no, Ashley's the one that's rude at email.
1: Yeah. Like so <laughs> rude. But like me being rude is like, you're not me going to. Blah, blah 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 question mark like do you want to do it are you down what time do I have to be or there you're like here's
0: how much it costs period like, like you ask me a question I'm yeah. answering your question so you know it's hard you don't do a lot of tap dancing but also I have never read I as your friend have never read your your correspondence as I think in any way with ganza I'm more exclamation pointy and whatever
1: and I, I think that's the reason why I use the word manipulative because you know, I don't think, th- I don't think that manipulative is the right word. I don't think that it's the right word and I don't think that that word is necessarily negative, especially when it comes to like account management. Like your job as an account manager is to manage the emotions of other people. It's, it's, to it's guide emotional people. intelligence actually. It's emotional intelligence and it's guiding people through an experience and so I may not be in a great mood that day and I still have to be like we're so excited to work with you because we are and it's and we have to send this email to you today I can't wait till I feel really spectacular to like send you the onboarding email like I have to just show up and do that and so I think I can get negative and be like that's manipulative because you're like quote-unquote faking it but I also think that like that is our brand language we have a very specific vibe at Ganza, like we're chill we have a great time like you're gonna have a good time with us we're your fucking girls they're so- not
0: chill and you will not be having a great time <laughs> we are no they we want you swear. to think that they're chill they're not chill but
1: like you know and it's like we have to show up and i need to be that way like you know and we can be real people we're like we'll get on a call and we're like oh my god we've had the most crazy morning and everyone's kind of in on the same vibe but I I think the reason I use the word manipulative is because you can make people feel a certain way by saying certain
0: things. You are affecting and impacting directly their emotions by what you show up with.
1: And so if you know what to show up with to impact their emotions in the way that you want them to be impacted by, then like you're controlling the situation.
0: It's what it has actually brought to the forefront of my brain is that I'm like, I'm, I'm realizing that like maybe I've done it. And maybe people do take me seriously. You do people <laughs> you know? do take you seriously. Well, well no, but like yeah But like, you don't take yourself seriously. Well, well, it's because I'm I now have to realize that the very thing that I wanted I have achieved. Mm. Like So what's next? I have authority. So I need to act with authority. Mm-hmm. And I think like instead I don't I'm no longer in the position where I need to prove uh Yeah, you're uh, just there. So like what are we doing with exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's like it having this new role has actually made me reevaluate and realize that like there was a, like, I told you that they they showed. Well, I don't know if I should say that. Mm. Let's just say I know that I was not the only person that applied for the job that I now have, and that I was not.
1: You were surprised that I'm you, not a nepo
0: baby. I'm not Ashley's nepo baby. I was in fact hired because <laughs> I know the fuck I'm doing.
1: Yeah, and you didn't believe that.
0: I did it. It's just so crazy. To it me. is crazy. Like I, I think maybe you're I, thirty now. I think I don't realize. I think I don't make efforts and time to actually look and realize that like all that I have like all that I have accomplished truly like and not to like jerk myself off but like but you've also
1: done a lot yeah and you worked for what you did and it was a very niche type of experience and this role was perfect for that niche so like
0: you did I did earn
1: it I did there it is no like
0: I, I, th- no I completely did and it's not that I don't believe that it was that like I just hadn't thought about it that much and like so all this is to say like it is a it is now making me realize wow I need to actually reevaluate like like my place in the world feels a little bit different than how I felt when I was 21 22 yeah. like but I think we all need to get there Where are like have we all taken a,
1: a step back and evaluated like who am I today and like can oh. I show up differently because I believe in myself maybe in a different
0: leveled up type of way. I, I It's actually incredible and I think I'm I think I do it in other areas of my life but I don't think I do it in the like domain of career mm-hmm. as Ren Ed would say but even me
1: like i think i was looking you know because we've been looking at opportunities because of the ganza transition and i'm like looking at opportunities and i'm like oh wouldn't it be cool to be a creative director at this place and i'm like oh wouldn't it be cool and then i'm like i am a creative director
0: you're doing it bitch. of like the company
1: that i founded correct you know way cooler person which is way cooler and it's like oh
0: like do we give ourselves the credit that we deserve no. and it's because another example of this when I told like my dad and my grandma that I got this job, they were so fucking thrilled. And they were like, oh, my God, like finally, like you have a job, like finally. And, I, and like <laughs> said it in such a way that made it seem like the last Up 10 until years this of your point, life, I have been fucking slumming unemployed. it like a bomb, like whatever. And like I kind of let them say it a few times. And then like the last time that I talked to my dad about it, like he was like, I'm just so happy for you. I'm just so proud of you. My dad never I think that might be the first time that my dad has ever said he was proud of me and I was like, "Hey, I while I really appreciate you saying that, that's fucked up. I have also run a business by myself and have managed to pay all your bills, pay all of my bills, keep a roof over my head, keep food in my mouth and stay booked and busy through COVID. In which I got no government help at all because I wasn't a registered LLC. Like I'm, I, I didn't have the paperwork to even receive government assistance. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, bitch, I fucking did that. That's. And cool. now you're proud of me because I got a. Correct. Because I got a now job. Now that someone else is cutting me a check. You're like, it made me feel so sad because I was like, man, like it. Part of it is that like he's at, of a certain generation and they don't understand the work that I mean, we do. My
1: parents don't do that either. You right. Know? Yeah.
0: But I was like, I was like, hey, I appreciate you being proud of me. However, what you like, there's a reason that I got this job, and there's a reason that like, like, I this, got this job because of I my did last all that ten years, correct. correct? So like, correct. Be proud of that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they don't get it, no. and it's fine. I have to be okay with that. But I do think that like I, it is such a cool thing to really truly look back on, even like a year ago, and be like, wow. All of the, all of the dreams and fantasies that I had are now actually real. Yeah. Like I, the, the life that I'm have that I live right now is one that I could not have dreamed of in March of 2019. Yeah. We were in a very different place. Very different place. You know, not a good March, 2020. We're not in a good place. Couldn't have dreamt. Like the, the, the partnership that I have, the home that I have created, the friendships that I have, the career that I have even right now sitting with you and doing this very fucking pod I'm just so grateful for it and I'm I'm so excited about like I know that what we're dreaming about right now a year from now two years from now we're gonna look back and be like oh my fucking god like we literally did it we did it isn't that crazy I love it I love it too are we done
1: This is some bullshit.